And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever pleasing in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. There seems to me only one way to begin this week, and that's talking about what has become a parable of this strange and wacky year. The parable is the drive-in movie screen. Want to know what 2020 has been like? Look no further. It started off so strong. We ordered the parts, the technology, we built the frame that you see. We started with a flimsy frame, I'll tell you, of one-inch ECT pipes, but Tropical Storm Isaiah blew it over like the big bad wolf. So we bought sturdier poles, industrial gas pipes. We were determined to make it happen. We being Jenny, Sarah, the Cravens, the Valaros, the Jennings, the Stevensons, Jenny's kids, and all of Jenny's kids' friends, and Carol Carmody, too. We've had a tree removal truck in and a professional carpenter. All in all, 40 hands on deck to try to hoist this sail, the tarp, vertical in the wind. We should have had t-shirts that said, Gravity's Mutineers. We've had many fun evenings, but a quick look, a quick drive past the church, and you'll see a crumpled up tarp, puddles and creases, and likely an incurably bent frame. I've been walking past that screen, looking at it the last 100 days or so of COVID, and it's become a little bit of a parable of the year 2020. We gather in community in whatever way we can, we give it our best, we have fun, and we do the best we can to hoist up ourselves or our families or our days, making the best of them, no matter the conditions. Giving thanks. We have one eye watching what we've built, while the other eye is watching for the wind. Dear Jesus, let it stand just for a couple more hours. Are you worried about me tying this into the gospel? Fear not. Jesus says that he's going to the cross. Three times he predicts his death, and for whatever reason this time, Peter can't accept it. Lord, you cannot die. Who can blame Peter for wanting to keep Jesus alive? It's like the disciples have been laboring to build their own movie screen where they are actors in the real-life film called The Kingdom of God. And here goes Jesus undoing the whole affair, and Peter won't have it. And that's when Jesus wheels on him. And I imagine like a mother with her child grabs him by the ear and says, knock it off. Actually, it's much worse than that. He says, get behind me, Satan. 
not so meek and mild. So what did Peter do wrong? He's merely doing what any good friend would do. He's talking his friend off of the cliff. He's preventing his friend from shame and disgrace and failure. And Jesus says to him, get behind me, Peter, get behind me. It's not you who's teaching me about failure. It's the other way around. You must learn how to fail from me. And you must learn, too, that some things are worth failing for. Jesus hadn't heard or been to the Museum of Failure. Maybe you've heard of the Museum of Failure. It's a real museum in Helsingborg, Sweden. It was opened in 2016, and it's an exhibit in failed inventions. They have close to a hundred items in their exhibit that we now look back on as busts. They have blockbuster VHSs and DVDs. They have a device called a Twitter peak, a little tablet that accesses Twitter. That's the only thing it did, which was released in 2009. You haven't heard of it because it was a colossal flop. They have Coca-Cola's failed beverage called Coke 2. And they have Big Pins for Her, which have historically had the lowest reviewer rating on Amazon for the last, well, for many consecutive years. I love this. Colgate, Colgate, you know the toothpaste brand? They tried their hand at frozen TV dinners in the 80s. I guess thinking that if you bought their food, you'd be more inclined to their toothpaste. The idea was a massive bust. They did succeed in securing for themselves an exhibit in the Museum of Failure. What were the visioning teams of these companies thinking? Who let these companies try these zany ideas? Well, Peter, hearing Jesus talking about a cross, and as lead disciple, the chair of vision, who can blame his response? Jesus, we don't want you to end up in the museum of failure. Get behind me, Peter. Get behind me. Walking past the drive-in screen day in and day out these past days, I feel like I've been learning a little bit more what it means to get behind Jesus. For me, I'm quite happy with the movie screen. I've accepted it, bent, crumpled, in its kind of sad state. And behind Jesus, I'm learning that it's okay. Now, to be a disciple means that you are a student. The Greek word is mathetes, related to our word mathematics. A mathetes is a pupil or a schoolboy or schoolgirl. And to be a Christian, or one of the ways that I think being a Christian, uh, one of the ways I think we are Christians, is by being disciples. We're in Christ's classroom, learning. So what do we learn about failure from Jesus' life? Jesus, of course, gives his life. He pours his life out for the sake of others, for community and for compassion, for kindness. He wanted to make the entire world a theater for his father's joy. 
And his death, his cross, is a selfless act of surrender, not to failure itself, but to the love that draws our lives out beyond the land of success and failure. And he creates a community of people, of disciples, who are learning more and more to see failure and frustration, not with their eyes, but with his. Some things are worth failing for, his disciples learn. Community and connection and love. If your goal is to have a screen that is always standing, you are, so I learned, liable to be disappointed. If you're after creating community and expanding love's scope in the world, that's a different story. When I think of the sweat and the time and the energy and the stress and the frustration I've spent in our parking lot this summer, I also, too, have to think about the hours I spent with Jenny and Sarah and the joyful headaches we shared together. I think of Tom and Jack Valaro doing the technology late one June evening. I think of walking over and seeing Fiona attempting to pull, pulley the entire screen skyward so that we can all watch Hamilton. And I think of the Craven boys who ventured back into the poison ivy woods just to drive the stakes down to keep the, the screen as secure as we could. The point of Christianity, turns out, isn't merely the cross. It's the love that transforms crosses. Peter thinks he's on Jesus's visioning team. Ha! Jesus is the one giving Peter and me eyes to see. Friends, let's not look at this year of 2020 as a failure, as wasted time, or merely as hard and disappointing disappointing. To walk behind Jesus this year is that continual invitation to make community around love and solidarity. And whenever your equivalent of the movie screen falls, as they always do, remember that you've been in Christ's classroom learning about the things that won't fall. As we move forward as a community this fall, I want us to keep a sense of possibility. We're going to try things. We're going to continue our outdoor services. Jay is practicing with the choir on Thursday evenings, maybe gearing up for a drive-in even song. We're talking about bonfire worship in the parking lot, maybe on Sunday evenings, a drive-through blessing of the pets. We're considering services under a tent, even as Sarah is preparing our kids to bring baby Jesus into the world for the first time on Zoom. Let me say, I give thanks for the movie screen because it's taught me that failure isn't to be feared. I'm not sure what our next drive-in screen will be, but our staff really does aim to keep a sense of possibility and I hope in your own life, I hope in your own life, you can keep that sense of possibility and openness. It's easy to feel disappointed and let down in these times. And that's when we feel the invitation to get behind Jesus. Behind him, we learn that there's a love that works and seeks and gives itself to birthing community and hope and joy. The point isn't that there won't be failed experiments along the way. There will be. There is tension in every good plot, 
and no movie screen stands vertical forever. What won't fail, what will never be in the museum of failure, is love. Love waits for us in crosses and movie screens and challenges and disappointments and tucks within them an invitation to grow. Love wants us to love, even as we learn to fail. We must fail so that we can trust more and more in the things that don't. Walking together behind Jesus these strange days, I sense we are discovering in small and poignant ways what those things are.